Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a new segment that we're going to try, a weekly game rundown. If you're not familiar, I launched a gameplay channel called SNTR Gaming. SNTRGaming.com will take you to that YouTube channel. It's just gameplay. It's a great way to sample brand new games. Every day of the week, Monday through Friday, I try to play something new and give you a couple hours of a stream to sample the gameplay so you can make an educated decision whether or not you want to play it. I decided here on SNTR Presents, since this is more about podcasts, that this would be the best place to break down the games and the reviews as opposed to doing it on the gaming channel. So if you're not really aware of what's going on, we have two sort of very different approaches to content creation right now so that you can subscribe where you find the most value. This channel, SNTRlive.com, is all about the uh, the podcast, the back and forth, uh, and the conversations. The SNTRGaming.com channel is all about gameplay. So, the weekly game rundown, you know, this last week, we were falling off cliffs, because we did Getting Over It. I'm not reviewing that game. We fought trees in Dark Souls uh, with enormous nuts, and that's actually not included in this review, because that was too far back in a game that was a viewer request. And we said goodbye to Dear Dear Jerry. It was both an epic and a sad week. From psychological horror to jump scares to passing inspections, we did we, we just did it all. We played all sorts of different types of games. Now today we're going to relive some of the best and worst of the titles we played over the week and to offer it to you so you can decide if this is something that you'd like to pick up or pass on based on our experiences with them. Okay? So the first game was the one that we played yesterday. Mr. Prepper was actually a really pleasant surprise for me as someone who is not typically drawn to these types of games. Whether it's a top-down or a simulation from the side like this, I usually do not get into these sorts of games. I never even really got into or tried Fallout Shelter. It's obviously very similar to Fallout Shelter, but it certainly maintains its own style and approach to the genre. I thought they did a very, very good job. One of the things not mentioned in the text here is the music is actually excellent in this game, and I think that's kind of required for a game like this. If you want to kick back and kind of chill, this is sort of a rainy day, kind of an afternoon game. Very, very enjoyable. And, and, and the, the music is, I think, a huge, huge part of that. There is also an appropriate amount of pressure applied to the player, and it's easy to sort of adapt on the fly. And within a short time, I was getting into a groove. You, you kind of feel that, like you're running out of food, you're getting tired, the inspection guy's coming. Like, you get into a groove pretty quickly. The loop of the content loop of finding, scavenging, building, and expanding your bunker is quickly satisfying, and it has a good sense of progression and moving toward an ultimate end. You can kind of see it in the picture here. He's sort of building a missile silo, like a rocket silo, and you're doing all this underground. It has kind of a cool feel when the inspector shows up. This is getting bigger and bigger and bigger underneath your house, and your house is maintaining this sort of image of normalcy. So the agent regularly visits and it applies this intrusive presence and it kind of keeps you on your toes. It also means your house has to maintain a sense of normalcy, okay? It might not seem like it, but the inspections, I think, keep the game from becoming this sort of break everything down simulator and it's a nice touch. Rather than sort of saying, oh man, just break your your couch, your pillows, your tr- you know your everything, and then your house is just sort of this empty shell up top. I thought that was a very, very nice touch that keeps the game sort of in a mode of this is all happening beneath the surface. 
if you like this type of game, I believe this is a must own for you. Definitely check it out, Mr. Prepper. It is PC uh, only at the time, so you got to snag this one in Steam. In Rays of the Light is the next game. This is actually on every platform. This is on every platform, uh, console and PC. It's even on the Switch. We, we, we checked that before. Now, it's actually a remake of an original PC game from 2012. Okay, this is an old game, nine years old. That game was simply called The Light, and it was made by the same small team. So the same small dev team took their little pet project, their game uh, from 2012, and they sort of rebuilt it. The setting, environmental sounds, and the music are absolutely superb. Everything they did with birds chirping, wind, you know, environmental sounds outside, the music, the creepiness, the bass, they would like use these like rumbling sounds. It is absolutely stellar. It is so important in a game like this to do that. Much of the story in this game is told purely through the way of building and the way that the, the, the building that you're in and the way the places feel. They have to feel a certain way or it doesn't work. And the game truly excels, I think, especially when the writing on the walls, the documents that you're finding, and the vocal narration, whenever that stuff takes center stage, it really excels, I think, at crafting a very cool story. Now, I will admit, there were aspects of the puzzles that required more than just like trial and error and retreading areas, all right? Also, some good backseat gaming did help me, okay? Some of that, it's hard to know. I was getting distracted, right? Was that why I was failing? Was that why I was messing up? So it's difficult as a streamer to accurately judge how well some of the puzzles would have functioned if I was totally playing by myself. But I will say, the puzzles are some of the best and worst parts of the game. There were a couple puzzles that didn't even seem to be that satisfying once you solved them because there was a lot of retreading and going back and then the scariness and the eeriness starts to subside because you're just continuing to kind of run in circles overall though i thought the puzzles were mostly excellent there was only a couple of parts where it got a little i think a little too retread the areas again some of that could have been on me because i'm like missing things that are right in front of me i'm a little distracted i'm talking to chat etc the entire game is well worth the playthrough as a well-crafted piece of art in both storytelling and creating a narrative with history. Definitely recommend this one if you like these types of games. You can probably beat it in an afternoon. It's very, very enjoyable. Next up is Mundon, and this one immediately appealed to me. So this is a little bit of a disappointing one. Mundon, I believe, is available on every platform as well uh, if you want to play this one. Uh, maybe wait for my feedback here. It immediately appealed to me, though, because of the hand-drawn aesthetic, like the fact that everything was hand-drawn. I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be a really cool and creative game. And there was a very creepy setting. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a really fun game. The story, premise, and the writing are actually quite captivating and creative. I actually think that's one of the better elements of the game. Performance on the PS5, however, left much to be desired for. Pan and Scan was a very clean 60 FPS. If I just moved my joystick, it looked very good. But the movement, when I moved my character, there was almost this jittery, dizzying effect from, I I don't know what. It 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 could have been the hand-drawn textures and the items sort of betraying any sense of smoothness 
smoothness, whatever the reason, it severely hurt the immersion of a game that really needs that more than anything. Games like this, they need immersion. They're not going to function very well if you can't get immersed, okay? And the jittery shakiness thing, I think, really hurt this game. Puzzle solving and progression are appropriately elusive. You've got to kind of feel your way around the areas, but the game fails to inform the player how to save at the grandfather clock. So let me give you a little tip if you're going to play this game. Go to the grandfather clock periodically in the one house that you find, because I had one soft lock where the car got stuck, and it set me back 25 minutes of progress. That also hurts the immersion, because now instead of bumbling through puzzles and areas and getting spooked, I'm rushing through areas to get back where I was. I'm sure this game is worth a playthrough if it appeals to you both in style and the approach with some of my warnings here. Just be warned, it's really not a smooth experience, but I do think the story and the way they craft it is probably, I think, well worth a playthrough if it interests you. Next, Bloodroots. Bloodroots is a uh, is available everywhere, as far as I know. I, I could be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure this is multi-platform as well. I think there was one platform where it didn't show up. Xbox. I don't think this is on Xbox. Bloodroots is a speedrunner's hack-and-slash dream where virtually anything you can put your hands on is a weapon. Levels consist of fast-paced, quick moves and decisions that become more challenging and frustrating as you advance. The graphical style and the fluid controls are a big draw, but the lack of block, the lack of a parry, or the lack of a dodge makes the one-hit-kill-and-start-over mechanic a bit of a drag. Playing an entire area flawlessly, only to misjudge the distance between you and an enemy, can be pretty rage-inducing, and sometimes it feels as, as like a disproportionate form of punishment on the player. The story and the dialogue are actually quite funny at times, and they're written well enough for this game type. You're not really playing it for the story. For players who enjoy these types of games, it's well-designed and it's satisfying. For all of the rest, it'd probably be best to skip this one. If it doesn't appeal to you when you watch the gameplay on the gaming channel, how quick it is, how fast it is, it's probably best to skip this one. Lastly, Pascal's Wager. Now, this game was on mobile and was ported to PC. So, this is a big, big no on this one, and let me explain why. Pascal's Wager was meant to be Dark Souls for mobile, and for that platform, it was probably actually well-received. I read the reviews, I saw the scores. I think it did well over there, okay? It's a very different medium. The port to PC on Steam, however, was nothing short of a sloppy disaster. Controls felt clunky and almost non-responsive due to the lack of full duplex input on mobile screens. What I mean by full duplex is, typically, you can't make, like, two and three simultaneous presses on your screen it only receives one input at a time okay and so the game was crafted around that it makes controller gameplay infuriating because there's all these weird breaths and moments where you can't do anything everything has got to be very almost syncopated one input at a time Dialogue is long, drawn out, and awkwardly voice acted, which, for a mobile game, was probably sufficient. Underneath this sludge-like port and incredibly unsatisfying combat is the skeleton of a good game, okay? It, there's something here, but the combat is incredibly bad. It's like you're in cement and makes it very unsatisfying. 
you know, and the dialogue and the saving system and all that, it's like, okay, underneath there's a skeleton of a good game here, okay? If this game were built from the ground up for PC, it would likely be considered a poor man's Dark Souls and probably worth a playthrough on a rainy day. In its current state, hard pass, I got a refund, skip this one, unless they essentially basically completely rebuild it for PC. So that's the weekly review rundown. I hope it helps you make a decision about to get a game or skip a game. And we're heading over to the gaming channel momentarily to check out some dope stuff. And I've got codes to give away, so don't go anywhere. If you enjoyed this checkman, always check me out at sntrlive.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Today on SNTR Presents. And today what we're trying is a new segment, a weekly game review rundown, where I walk through the reviews of the games I played the last week, as well as have a poll for the live audience of, you know, out of the recent games I played, what were the ones that interested them the most? If you're listening to this in any of the other platforms where I uh, I push this content out, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. That'll bring you to the YouTube channel where I do these live streams, and I appreciate all the support. We're trying to do this as sort of a new form of the podcast. Q&A has taken a bit of a backseat. It was a little bit easier to do Q&A every day about Destiny, but now that we're in more variety, it's a little bit harder to garner that regular injection of questions. I know people are missing it. Hang tight. We've got some newer ways of doing some Q&A that I'm really excited about, but that's going to be a little bit further down the road. So I'm just going to read through some of the responses to the poll here. If you're listening to the audio version, I asked them out of the four games that I played uh, this week, I didn't include Pascal's Wager because it was kind of bad anyway, but to keep it a little bit small here, I said, you know, which of the games interested you the most? And I have Mr. Prepper, In Rays of the Light, Mundawn, and Bloodroots. I have them all listed here uh, just to give you an idea. Mr. Prepper is a lot like uh, Fallout Shelter. In Rays of the Light is a really cool sort of mysterious kind of creepy uh, exploration puzzle solving game. You, you feel like you're in Chernobyl, but you know, it's actually a very, very interesting story if you pay attention to all of the writing. Mundawn was a completely hand-drawn sort of psychological thriller uh, that uh, I'll, you've already heard the reviews, actually, if you're listening to the audio version, so this might not be necessary now that I'm thinking about it. And then Bloodroots is sort of a hack-and-slash isometric game really designed for speedrunners. So those summaries are mainly, I guess, intended for the people in the live audience, since if you're listening to this, you've already heard my my reviews of these games as well as Pascal's wager. So the percentages from the vote, we have 264 votes here. A little bit of a lighter turnout on Friday, so if you're enjoying this content, be sure to recommend it to the other people throughout the week, uh, and that way we can get a little bit more people to show up, as well as more people to hang out on the gaming channel for the gameplay. If you're interested in gameplay and you're listening to this or you're here right now, you can go to sntrgaming.com sntrgaming.com will take you to the gameplay channel this channel is all about the podcast the discussion the talks and the gaming channel is all for gameplay I know there's different types of listeners and viewers and so we keep that separate for you to consume and support which or both of the channels that you prefer so the percentages here are 49% for Mr. Prepper and then In Rays of the Light with 25% Bloodroots with 20% and Mundawn with 6 this is actually not surprising at all a 
lot of this is probably heavily influenced in how I experience the games, but also in just probably how good they are considered or how approachable they're considered. Mr. Prepper really surprised me. In Rays of the Light was a very, very good game. Beautiful work of art. And then Bloodroots was kind of fun, and Mundan was a little sloppy and didn't actually end up being that great. So these results don't surprise me at all. I want to read through the responses with you guys, though, because I think this is fun. This is a new type of content that I want to do with you as a way to kind of walk through everything uh, everything that we've been been covering and playing and I enjoy playing games uh, with you guys I enjoy uh, you know showcasing games so that you can have an opportunity to make a decision a lot of people have decided to get games recently because uh, because of the uh, because of the gaming channel so thank you for the support as well uh, as your interest this morning Ghostwood commenting on the poll here says your playthrough of in rays of the light was very engaging. It caused me to recommend it to several friends who love those indie titles. Dope. Thanks. That's awesome. That's why I do. Uh, that is why I do that channel. Be sure to recommend that channel to people. It's perfect. Even if you can't make the live streams, those little two-hour segments are perfect for anybody who want a sampling of the gameplay. It's always sort of a part one, just like the beginning of the game. It's a great way to get a nice little taste or morsel of a game to make a decision as a gamer. And my goal is to mainly play games that are either launching that day or games that have recently launched. So be sure to recommend that to everybody you know uh, that you think might benefit from there. Or again, if you're here right now, you can subscribe to that channel and just treat it like a normal YouTube channel and consume the videos later. You don't have to be there for the live streams. They're set up and they're very, very accessible and nice and short. I I typically jump right into the games. Sven, Sven says, I think In Rays of the Light was the most surprising of the bunch, personally. That scene with the missiles uh, was incredible. Thanks for showing off the game. I probably would never touch. Uh, Another uh, great example for why I do it. This is another thing that I think you can enjoy on the gaming channel. Uh, This doesn't always happen, by the way. This happened with The Shore, and it happened with In Rays of the Light. We literally beat it in one sitting. That's always very satisfying. We know that's kind of anomalous. That's not normal. You're not ordinarily going to find a game that you can beat in two or three hours. A lot of the indie titles, maybe. But that's actually a really, really great way to experience the game vicariously through somebody else uh, as a great way uh, to be like, you know what? I never would play a game like this. I'd never spend the money, but I enjoyed spending the afternoon with you. So that's some good feedback there, Sven. Thank you. Fett says here, uh, in Rays of the Light was surprisingly good. Uh, for the games, Rays was my favorite. For video game characters, however, I gotta give it to Jerry, and it's not even close. <laughs> so for those of you that weren't here, another great reason to check out the gaming channel uh, is the funny moments that happen. I do uh, allow myself to swear on that channel. It is not safe for work like this channel. Uh, and there have been some very, very fun moments. I kind of cut up and make fun of video games. If you are familiar with Mystery Science Theater, I have always sort of taken that approach. I've always sort of taken that approach to games, um, to uh, especially single player games and games with bad or good or any really any quality of voice acting. And so that's been something that we've been enjoying. And there was a very funny scene with an older woman 
who seemed to be very obviously voiced by a man uh and you know she was like jerry jerry my jerry and it was it was fun we had a lot of fun with it uh (laughs) and it it was a good time and it was very it it was it became a meme it became a meme in the stream Uh, a meme stream a stream meme that's a mouthful not really it's more of a rhyme than anything but that's another reason to tune in. That was actually pretty funny. Uh, pretty funny moments. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater is the greatest show of all time. Yeah, they're still around. They're still doing stuff. They kind of rebranded, renamed, but they're still making content uh, under, I think it's all under Rift Tracks now is uh, is is how they do it. And uh, we, we haven't really watched any of them recently. I grew up on Mystery Science Theater, but I actually didn't ever... Um, I didn't ever uh, watch it that much in uh, in my like adult life. It's just harder, I think, for me to make time for movies and stuff like that. Especially, um, my wife doesn't think it's very funny. <laughs> so, like, if your wife doesn't enjoy the content, you tend to not uh, consume it. Kappa Kami responding to the poll says, I always check the live streams for any games that you play. The Rays of the Light game was the one that I was the most impacted from this time, and it had the added bonus of seeing you get scared sometimes. Uh, love horror games. I wish there was an, like, abundance of, uh, of over, of, of, uh, of horror games. I do. I really, really wish there was more of those. Um, out there because uh, they are really fun they're fun to stream with you uh in like resident evil 7 is one of my favorite memories as a streamer we had a lot of fun with that uh it was really really good jump scares i'm considering um pl- like playing it again um as like a lead up to the village uh resident evil village just because a lot of the jump scares will get me again it's been years since i played it and that might be a good time. There'll be some jump scares that I know are coming. Like, there's a couple that you kind of know what's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, Resident Evil 7 was a really, really, uh, a really, really good time. I like that you guys enjoy me getting uh, scared. Barrier Mage says, Blood Roots for me. I love the art style and the goofiness right up my alley. Blood Roots was one of those games where, if you guys remember my commentary on Monster Hunter... So, Monster Hunter is, I think, a fantastic game. It's one of the best games I've never played, <laughs> like The Witcher 3. Uh, it, it, Monster Hunter is a great game. It really is. And I, I played it for a couple of hours, and I was like, there's so much good thing. There's so many good things here, but I don't like the game. I just don't like it. Um, it's... it's there's something about the content loop and so I had a similar experience with Bloodroots. It was like, okay, this is good for people that like these types of games. It is. It's good game. It's a good game. You know? And for the for the fact that like you can re- rerun the areas, the fact that you can kind of like have that, that, that speedrunner uh, mentality. Um... So I I think that that is is a reason to check it out, but it, it's definitely not a game for me. I kept playing so people could see like a solid sampling of how the progression went, how much harder it got. Uh, you know, I I I thought that was that was good. I was like, I want to put this on display, but that's not a game I would I would ever pick up. But for people that really really like those styles of game. I would actually say that one's worth picking up. Out of the three, I think Bloodroots, In Rays of the Light, and Mr. Prepper are all worth picking up if they're like the style that you like. I have played The Witcher 3. I never really finished it or played it with any sort of endurance because 
um, as a streamer, I had this experience recently with Ghost of Tsushima. Unfortunately, you've got to be a really, really big streamer if you're going to play something uh, long-term, like with endurance. Uh, if you're really going to put the time in, you've that that's almost required, I think. Um, so... The, the, the main the main thing that I would say is that it you you have to and this is true in gaming in general this is why the gaming channel can be like a really really good uh, a really good avenue for you guys you gotta know like the kind of gamer that you are and so that's a lot of the times I think why people like they they get stuck in gaming ruts because like they just they keep playing everything that comes out and you're trying to like you can't ham fist a game into a genre that it doesn't fall into, right? You can't do that. And because of that, the you've you've got to avoid games that you know just are not going to land on you, you know? Um and you'll be a better you'll be a happier person. <laughs> you'll be a happier gamer. So, my rule of thumb is I give a game 30 minutes to an hour, about 30 minutes to an hour. If it doesn't hook me in the first 30 minutes to an hour, it's unlikely that the content loop's going to change. Most games within the first 30 minutes to an hour, they establish what the main tenets of the content loop are. What will I be doing for the next two to ten hours or beyond? Like, what am I going to do? So, in the first 30 minutes to an hour of God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, Mr. Prepper, In Rays of the Light, Blood Roots, it doesn't matter. You know within the first 30 minutes to an hour, what's this game going to do for me, right? This is one of the reasons Steam's return policy is so nice. Now, don't abuse it, right? You, you, you've, got, you've got to do this, and I think in a be a fair consumer, be a charitable consumer. If you play for 30 minutes to an hour and you genuinely don't like the game, you know, return it, return it. But don't like try to speed run the game, get it in under two hours, then get the return. Don't do that. That's really, really nasty. And I would even consider that maybe even to be unethical. Um, Don't take advantage of the return policy in a nasty way. Take advantage of it as a good consumer. Be a good consumer. Sample the game for 30 minutes to an hour and ask yourself, like, is this a content loop? I can, I can, I can go beyond, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Is, is that something I can do? So... Uh, Julio said in Rays of the Light always love me some adventure mystery games step out a little earlier since I wanted to experience myself thanks for putting it on my radar Uh, good to hear that's great that's really really good to hear that is one of the things I tell people it's like listen come over hang out for 30 minutes hang out for a little while Um, so you know and and see if you like it or whatever Uh, you know one of the things that they that you you run the risk of when you come to a gaming channel like that is you're going to see spoilers you're going to see stuff in the game that you don't want to see and so that is definitely something to be cautious of but again that's the beauty of the gaming channel i'm only playing the game for about two hours you're only seeing the beginning so you're not going to see major spoilers unless it's a shorter indie title like the shore or in rays of the light those are games that we kind of went a little bit further and made sure that we finished um so that that i think uh that i think is 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 an important thing to note is that you're likely not to get spoilers um, unless it's a game where I'm like purposely going back and trying to finish or something. Uh, and in those cases, you know, 
in those cases we would we would make sure and you would know like oh he's going the distance uh he's going for speed you know he's all alone all alone sorry uh in a time of need i had it's like you have to it's like in brooklyn 99 where he says gobble gobble and he's like he has to say the third gobble so i i had to finish the line in any case i the the distance that we might go with games and completion uh, and completionism or spoiler territory and stuff like that, you'll always know, like, with the thumbnail and the title, if I've gone beyond um, the beginning, the, the you know, the, 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 the intro, right? You have some random cake. That is such a, that, that song is timeless. <laughs> you gotta commit. You gotta commit. If you start to quote cake, you gotta say the rest of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, engines pumping and I'm just kidding uh Mac 2099 says Mr. Prepper definitely had more depth than I was expecting same I did not think okay um I did not think Prepper was gonna do anything for me I thought I was gonna get bored really fast I was like oh this is gonna be a tough one to play for two hours I blinked and it had been like an hour and a half and I was like oh my gosh we're (laughs) we're running short on time (laughs) and then uh, Creature asked me to go to 430 so we could hand you guys off to Wolvie Uh, that's something that we want to do um uh, that's that's something we want to do, right? We want to uh, have almost like a consistent stream of content for you, so that you can you can be here and then gaming and then Wolvie and then thirty. Like we're building a network where like you can essentially have some form of entertainment on in the background all throughout the day, uh, and that's something that we're trying to do. But it was really really easy. Um, it was really really easy for for the the um. The, the, for me to go like the extra hour it was uh extra 45 minutes like it was like oh I, I, oh let's go let's go <laughs> yeah i remember abe being like keep going man keep going and uh that was uh that was fun that i, I was enjoying it i really was now i'll be honest with you i will be a hundred percent honest with you that's not one that i would go back to it's still it still really isn't my uh um my cup of tea but I was actually very, very pleasantly surprised by it. I really, really was. So, another comment from somebody here on the poll. If you guys want to weigh in on the poll, do so. Use that poll command. And thank you for being here. Hey, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, guys, do me a favor. Hit subscribe and the bell button. Give us a little padding on this milestone that we hit yesterday. If you're enjoying the channel, that's a free way to support me. Um, You can support me directly with a paid membership if you'd like. You can click the join button or... uh, um, the uh, exclamation point join command both of those are a way to support me directly with a paid membership we're really really close to 900 members and unlocking an emote so thank you guys so much uh for that let's see here uh human type person says where's my jerry there we go in all seriousness my favorite was blood roots i like that style a lot dope that's exactly why we have the gaming channel there are going to be games that are like you know what this really isn't my uh, cup of tea. This really isn't my thing, um, you know. But other people might like it. Other people might really, really dig it. And you know, again, those speedrunner games. If you're looking for a game like that, I could tell, right? I could tell that they had they had done good things, right? We need to spend more time in Murakaville. That's right. That's right. The name of the town. The name of the town was Murakaville. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. Um, 
you know, but I could tell, I could tell in Bloodroots, I'm like, you know what, people that like these these types of games, they will probably, uh, they'll probably enjoy this. They, they put good pieces there. I think they put good systems in place and, um, it was, uh, it was enjoyable. I, I thought it was good. So speedrunners was such a sick game. I actually never played that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Bloodroots game landed on a lot of people a lot more, better than me. Uh, Kevin says, I love the music in Mr. Prepper. Additionally, had a lot more depth than I expected. Um, yep, same thought. Uh, it hooked me faster than I expected. I didn't expect to get hooked by it, like, at all. You know what I mean? Uh, I never laughed that hard with friends. Great family party game. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never played it. Yeah, the music in Mr. Prepper was a pleasant surprise. I actually forgot about that. The music was awesome. It was really stellar. Because it's kind of that kind of a game. You just kind of want to chill and, you know, do your thing and get your get your little bunker built, you know, get your plants growing and having the... I, I think the music... Honestly, without me, without the music, I, I think it would have been a, it would have felt a little lacking. It would have felt a little flat. Because uh, if you're gonna play something like that, I mean, I guess you could put on your own music. But it was actually really, really chill, really solid. I mean, obviously, when the agent shows up, the music changes a bit. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, Pit Viper saying the same thing. Uh, the music in Prepper was really, really good. Texas Heat says, In Rays of the Light held my attention throughout the entire playthrough. Plus, it's always hilarious watching Lono get jump scared. Glad uh, you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it, man. I'm glad you guys had a good time. Vendetta in Rays of the Light captivated my attention. The sound, eerie atmosphere, and well-told story uh, seemed like memories. It was amazing. The game flowed so well that the immersion was rarely broken. My favorite of the week. Uh, great summary. It's actually a great summary. That's that's, that's going to touch on uh, some of the things that are in uh, in my review. So, um, derp. Bloodroot surprised me. Top-down style uh, was never my bag, but I think they nailed the art and music sound effects. Um, yeah, yeah, it was never mind, but now, now I know Eugene was very critical of the sound effects in Bloodroots. He found them to be a little uh, Looney Tunes cartoonish. I thought they were fitting for the genre. I thought that they were fine. I didn't find them to be uh, annoying. Uh, I didn't find them to be um, bad or distracting or anything like that. I thought they did the job. It, it, it kind of had a, uh, a mobile game feel. I kind of had a mobile game feel, and I think that that is okay uh, in that uh, in that genre. I don't think it necessarily uh, needs to be uh, fully stated. You know, like if you're going to be playing a game like that, like to be honest, I wasn't watching; I was just listening. Right? If you're if you're going to play a game like that, I don't know. I, I think that in general, you come to expect the sound effects and everything to be sort of you know cheesy you know a little cheesy a little goofy uh a little a little weird um so that to me that to me is 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 why i was okay with the sound effects in that game z z i enjoyed watching you rage at dark souls sorry not sorry we've all been there (laughs) 
the Dark Souls may periodically make a return to the gaming channel if there's not enough new games to play uh, or if somebody requests it because Ashen's really mean um um, don't forget to plug it for Discord. I know, I know. I got the timer. I, I, I'm, I'm baby steps, guys. Baby steps. I added the countdown timer today to the intro. You know, <laughs> big ups, big ups. I did that, uh, and then we'll get the plug in for for Discord in a month. <laughs> I, I made assurances I was gonna do it last week. I think. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I truly am awful. Uh, but yeah, we. I want to get that for you guys. Um, uh, so. I'm not mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you are. You you are a punk. No, I'm just kidding. We actually had a lot of fun with it. I, I thought Dark Souls um, was actually a good time. Um, we, we, we had fun with it. Um, Ramsey says, none of them. Okay, okay, uh, okay. That probably helped, <laughs> helped you. Uh, LOL. That probably helped you. You didn't like any of them. Uh, this guy says getting over it. Uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Noberto, I really liked Bloodroot's gameplay. Visuals were really good, and it made for an enjoyable experience. Dope, thanks. Uh, that one was... Um, that was, when, was that Monday that we played that? I think it was Monday that we played that. And, uh, you know, I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought that... It, uh, it, 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 I think a handful of people actually bought it because of that. It's, see, that's always interesting to me, too. It's if I'm playing a game and I'm not digging it, it's interesting to me that the game will uh, still get people to buy it. They'll still go and buy it. They're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Uh, this is definitely worth playing. Um, even though I'm sitting there saying, like, yeah, I don't really dig, I'm not really digging this, you know, um, you know, it, it goes to show you that like just sometimes seeing the game and hearing it and, and watching somebody play it is all you really need to make a good decision, you know, even if I don't like it. <laughs> Would love to see Monster Hunter World make an appearance one of these days. Yeah, the problem with that is you'd have to request it and, and then it would get slated in one of the later the later uh, blocks of time. Cataclysmic. I lurk and watch for the support. A lot of the games aren't my cup of tea, but glad helping uh, the metrics. Uh, you the man. You are the man. Ashen, quick question. If I bump the tier two again, can I request a Friday night community co-op with Dark Souls? Maybe Sven could carry you past the tree. I mean, on a case-by-case basis, I might approve something like that, Ashen, but to be perfectly clear, I don't want that to become normative. Friday nights are going to be kind of an on-the-fly thing, or like getting over it. You know that was perfect, right? Or you can't drive this. Uh, it takes two is next week. There's a lot of games that'll be fun for stuff like that. I'm generally gonna want to pick somebody like Hilly, or I'm trying to get my wife. You know, but but if you're paying, if you're paying, I would consider being like, all right, uh, let's uh, let's 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 maybe do something like that. But again, that'd be case by case. So I don't want to turn it into pay money to play with Lono. We're actually we've removed co-hosting as a as a um, as a perk. Um, nobody was doing it anyway, right? So we've removed that. So if anybody in the future grabs that tier, they're just supporting me and they're being super generous. Um, and so that is uh, I think I think I think that is where I'm kind of landing on it. Is I'd be it'd be case by case. So and I would make sure and tell people, hey. You know, we've we're doing this. 
we're doing this, but this is not something you can you can cash in on whenever you want. I'm not gonna let people like pay money to like beat the crap out of me in a fighting game. I mean, I don't know, maybe there's maybe there's money to be made there. <laughs> Just turn myself into a punching bag, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what are we playing? Tekken? Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter? Awesome. And I'm terrible, you know. Um, I don't know how fun that would be to watch after about 20 minutes, though. Um, it might not be very good. We might have to have whoever I'm playing against start to kind of handicap themselves, you know, to, to make it enjoyable. Um, so Snow says, Mr. Prepper looked great. Uh, I love the crafting shelter, shelter type games. Uh, it definitely delivers on that genre. If you that's if you're looking for that kind of game, right? If you're looking for that kind of game, Prepper delivers. I think I really, really do. Mundon, uh, this is literal. Uh, I liked In the Rays of Light, and we'll rewatch that video when time allows. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilly loves. <laughs> I don't know why that statement stuck with you, Hilly. I, what was I playing when I said that? <laughs> what game? What game was I playing when I said this is literal? Sh-? Like I swore. What were we playing? Was it Pascal's Wager? No, it was before that. <laughs> what game was it? <laughs> we were playing something, man, and I was like, "This is literal crap," and I didn't say crap. Um. Wasn't it Plunder? Were we playing Call of Duty? The game with the whale sounds? The game with the whale sounds? What? I don't even remember what you're talking about. Hang on a minute. Um, I was playing a game with whale sounds. Uh, let me Let me look here. Let me look. Hang on, hang on. It would have been before Outriders, right? Oh, the shore with the beach and the lighthouse. (laughs) It was when it was when (laughs) it was when I was in that area and I was trying to fight the monsters and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it with the controller. Remember, I just switched. I had to switch to mouse and keyboard. I was so grumpy. I was like, this is literal. I was so mad. One of the reasons I was mad was because like, it was a really good game. The immersion, the music, the setting, it was awesome. And that just ruined it. I was very, very irritated. (laughs) No, no, no. For gone, for gone, I got grumpy because of the... Uh, because of the rogue elements, it was like, oh yeah, you got to go all the way back, and then you, you know, you lose your money, uh, or whatever. It was, uh, yeah, that one was. Now, I- <laughs> this is literal crap. <laughs> oh man, that's why you should tune into the gaming channel. Seriously, use the gaming command, or if you're listening to this later, sntrgaming.com sntrgaming.com uh, to get in there. Yeah, I'm not good against the tree monsters. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, Dracus Pander. I'm West Coast and my mornings are less busy, so I can pay closer attention to your podcast. In the afternoon, I can chill with your gaming in the background. Your content is a perfect match for my work. Thank you, Lono. Uh, I appreciate your support. That's very, very kind of you to support me across both channels. 
Um, Mr. Prepper was pretty interesting. I'd played Fallout Shelter and I've done hours, uh, and I have hours in it and used microtransactions to further progress. I do not like that. Uh, uh, oh, I do like that Mr. Prepper doesn't have any of that stuff and you just work on your own stuff to keep the game going. Yep. Uh, solid framework. I, I, I don't feel, I mean, they, they might start to bake micros into it, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I bet, uh, I bet they would, uh, they would avoid it at least initially. I mean, if you're not a super popular game, you gotta be really, really careful. You bake micros into there and, uh, man, people, people are, people are going to almost immediately kind of, uh, take you down and criticize you. So it's touchy. It's really, really touchy when you're, um, you know, when you're, when you're a newer game or a smaller game, less popular game, you know? UK Stobb says, I only watched a little of the streams. Sorry, UK time and all that. You're good, my man. I voted Mr. Prepper. Not sure how long that game could last, but I could see myself putting many hours into it. Them type of games gets me addictive. I hear that. I I, I, I was sensing it. Right? I was sensing it. I was like, oh man, th- this is... Uh, I, I, I could see people pouring hours into this. I could see getting sucked into this. You know what I mean? It would be, uh, it'd be good. It would be a good, good game to, to just kind of get lost in, just kind of chill with. It's a nice, like, it's one of those nice, like, afternoon, just chill, rainy day games, you know? You just kind of get some progress done, feel satisfying. You could do what Call of Duty does, promise there won't be microtransactions, launch, and then add them three months later after all the reviews and initial sales are done. Yeah, that's a good strategy. <laughs> Bake it in later. Uh, that would be it. That would be an interesting thing if that becomes normative. Mr. Prepper was defo the one for me. Uh, seems to be a lot of that. A lot of folks seem to like Mr. Prepper. Uh, Vorian says, honestly, I didn't like any of these games. I could only watch each stream for about 10 to 15 minutes. I may not like the games, but I'll always check out the streams for a bit. Uh, and you can always watch the VOD later if you need more gameplay. Yeah, if you need more gameplay, you can always watch the VOD later. You know, that's that's that is always an option that uh, can can give you a little bit more gameplay if you need to see it. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. Hibusa says, Bloodroots and Mr. Prepper both look great. Um, yep. Uh, let's see here. Really liked In the Rays of Light might buy it. Nice. That's from Darth Nihilus. Darth Nihilus. The Nihilus, Donnie. Uh, Mr. Prepper looks like fun. This is from Sorcerer of Havoc. Looks like fun. Did not think I was going to like it. Hoping it will eventually drop on the rest of the consoles besides PC. Might be tough with a controller. Might be tough with a controller, but yeah. Yeah. It it seems like mouse and keyboard would be uh, be good. Um, it might be a good, it might be a good, uh, good fit for just mouse and keyboard. I'm, I don't know if you could necessarily uh, bump it to, you know, um, to a controller. You'd have to really, really consider speed of like the joysticks and stuff because there's a lot you've got to do, you know, and move around and all that, and it might not be enjoyable on uh, on controller, you know. This is why you need to follow the SNTR gaming channel. Is that the tutorial part, Vendetta? 
Sorry for the name. No, it's fine. Your name doesn't mean anything. <laughs> get it? You guys get it? You get it? It's a philosophical joke, right? Darth Nihilus, right? Nihilism, meaningless, whatever. Whatever, chat. It was funny. Bunch of. That was a good joke, right? That was a good joke. I don't need your approval. What'd you think? I've not watched it yet. Um, so that this will be a little bit of a shorter rendition of this, right? We we, we want to try this new segment on Friday mornings where we do a review rundown, and we'll see. Maybe next week it'll a little be a little bit stronger. Might be a little different too once Outriders launches because we'll spend a little bit more time playing that game, and a lot of the new games will take a back seat. But I like the idea of a little bit of cross-pollination possibilities here uh, to keep people sort of like, oh, you're playing games and reviewing them. Awesome. Um, you know, also, if you never catch the gaming channel, just make sure you're here on uh, on Friday. Uh, you know, make sure you're here on Fridays. That way you are able, uh, make sure you're able... Um, to be here that way you can kind of get the get the, the recap on everything we've been playing uh, and can continue to use the uh, that command uh, as far as supporting that channel and subbing to it we are going to be going over there this afternoon and this evening I've got codes to give away so you're going to want to come over this afternoon maybe you get a chance to win one of those codes don't go anywhere I'm going to give you my reviews of the five games but if you're listening to this recording elsewhere you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com <laughs>